pick your class and learn your battle points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 170 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello there. In this episode, we'll be going over the massive content drop that just happened at Gamescom. Let's get started. Sam, we've got the full details on what's coming in August, as well as what's coming in September, and the rest of the year. We've got it all laid out in a new roadmap. So we've gotten all the way through August, September, October, November, December, and it includes quite a bit of content. So let's get into it. First off, let's lay out what's coming with the roadmap. So in August, Venator and Dreadnought maps playable in Heroes and Villains. New feature, Contextual Spying, and the new appearances for the B1 Battle Droid. In September, we're getting the new map, Felucia, the new PvE mode, Co-op, the new reinforcement command, uh, clone commando, new large-scale single-player mode, instant action. October through December, we're getting new reinforcements, reinforcement appearances, a special event, new appearances, and then in December, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. We're getting Episode 9 tie-in content, which I'm very happy about. I mean, we kind of speculated last episode that we'd probably get some cool content from Gamescom, but I didn't expect it to be this much. Yeah, I did not expect them to release everything in 2019. So they're kind of doing the same format where then, I mean, obviously in a bigger scheme of things, but a little content here and there and the occasional big drop, which which I'm liking so far. Yeah, I'm super, super happy with how they've handled it, how what they've shown and... We're getting clone commandos. We are getting clone commandos, which I'm so pumped about. So let's dig into the nitty-gritty details. August kicks off with both the Separatist Dreadnought and Republic Venator becoming playable in Heroes vs. Villains. Since the release of Capital Supremacy, this edition has been highly requested, and we're incredibly happy to be adding them to our rotation. We've taken areas within both capital ships and turned them into playable locations that we believe will be great for the small-scale hero gameplay. This is, I'm super happy to see this. It's one of those things that just makes sense, and it was kind of like, oh, why didn't this happen from the beginning? But it's good to see that it's actually coming into the game. That's cool, and we've kind of been lacking some uh, heroes versus villains diversity map-wise, so this will be really cool. After watching discussions around capital supremacy, and in particular the capital ship phase, we've made some changes to the interiors of both capital ships. The assault on the capital ship will still continue to have two sub-phases, but both are evolving. Once you've breached the enemy ship, you have five minutes to destroy it, it before the action returns to the ground. In order to destroy the ship, you must first capture one of two available command posts located on the ship. If you succeed in that, your team will gain an additional five minutes and be able to fire on the enemy target. Any damage caused to the enemy target will be persistent, meaning even if you fail in destroying the target fully, you can pick up right where you left off in subsequent assault attempts. Next, we're changing the capital ship phases to be based on a timer. This means that the attacking team will now have a five-minute window to destroy the generators. Once the time runs out, the battle will return to the planetary phase. We are also implementing some new changes to the artwork within the ships themselves. This will be interesting to see. I mean, having the troops was kind of a little overpowered. I don't know. It 
it's kind of a double-edged sword sometimes you would just like completely destroy and other times it'd take forever some uh, i'm definitely curious to see how it plays out we'll see when once it comes down it might actually make the game out a little longer because you only have five minutes to to try to destroy the ship there. I think it would make it shorter. Well, something I really enjoy about Capital Supremacy is its length. So I, I hope that it doesn't really mess with that and it makes the game a little fat. Maybe, maybe it makes it a little more intense and that's why they're doing this. So I'm interested to see how exactly it affects the gameplay. Contextual spawning this, this update right here may be my most anticipated. This is something that I've been wanting for Capital Supremacy for a while. This is something that I think will make the game mode feel so much better and more refined. And it's such a great callback to the original Battlefront. Following the trend of making updates to Capital Supremacy, we're bringing a much requested and beloved feature into the game. Through our new contextual spawning system, you will be able to spawn on dynamic tactical assets on the Battlefront, starting with the command post in Capital Supremacy and instant action. Once you've been defeated in battle, you will be presented the squad spawn menu as normal. Alongside your squad members, you will now be presented with a list of command posts to spawn onto as well. You have the ability to spawn onto any command post that your team has currently captured, even if it is being contested. You can spawn on enemy command posts that your team is full control over. Your spawn will be close to the command post at one of the preset spawn locations. You'll be able to spawn on command post that is contested but under your team's control. You will spawn a little further away from the command post at one of the preset spawn locations. So the way that this looks in the game, um, definitely go check out Battlefront Captures, Rivatims, As a True, Battlefront Updates. They all have different gameplay of uh, Instant Action, the Co-op, and the Clone Commando which is where we got a lot of our information from, as well as the devs. Definitely go check it out to see what it looks like, but in just a little description, it it's the normal spawn screen, but there is a bar of squares immediately above where you normally would spawn on your squad members, and that is where you can choose your command posts. I'm kind of disappointed that it's not a map. I think a map would be a little more interesting, and also a great callback to the original Battlefront games, and a great tie-in... Um, a great little crossover from Battlefield too, because Battlefield does this where you can spawn on different command posts, that kind of thing in the game, and it's on a map format. So I'm a little disappointed on the actual implementation of it, but I'm super happy that it's actually coming to the game. You'll not be able to spawn at a command post if it's under enemy's control, even if your team is contesting it, and if it is a neutral command post that is yet to be captured. I, th I think this should have been added at the first in the first place but i'm oh, glad definitely. it's finally coming i'm not sure how i feel about you being able to spawn on a semi-contested um command post that'll be interesting to see i mean most this will make it definitely more you know command post driven game mode because normally it was just kind of like getting them for points mm -hmm. like there was no rhyme or reason so this will make it a little more get an incentive to protect your command post because you'll be able to have advantage on spawn points, so this will be really cool to see. It's also good because it's such a big game mode that it took forever. By the time that you... Okay, I'm going to go to that command post there. And then by the time you get there, it's either captured or you get killed by it, and then you have to start it all over with a different spawn location and just keep on going. So this is great to see 
in, okay, I'm going to spawn here because that command post closest to this command post is being contested or something like that. And I'm going to go jump in there and try to uh, stop that from happening. I'm so happy about this. It is something that I've been wanting for a while, like I said, and it's something that I think will definitely improve the gameplay of Capital Supremacy. The next little thing that they highlight in the community transmission is droid appearances, which we have been overdue droid appearances. We've been wanting them for a while. It's something that I think a lot of people want, and it's definitely been lacking on the droid side. Over the last few months, we've released a number of appearances for clone troopers across a variety of legions, so the separatists don't feel left out. We're bringing three new appearances for the B1 battle droids this month. Each of the below appearances will be available for all four Classes, Assault, Heavy, Officer, and Specialist. The first appearance is a pilot. Bridge crews serving the, aboard the Separatist flagship consists primarily of battle droids responsible for managing the fleet's autonomous capital ships and starfighters. So this, I, I'm really glad that they're adding these. The next one they're adding is the jungle appearance. When fighting in jungles and dense forest environments, some tacticians apply camouflage to their detachments of battle droids in order to minimize the chances of detection. So it's like more of a, a camouflage trooper. And then finally, training. Inside the secret cloning facilities on Kamino, cadets spar against training droids in simulated battle scenarios. So it's more of a, a flatter design there. The battle droids will also have the default and Geonosis-based appearances, both of which will be free to everyone and selectable should you so wish. The August update is scheduled for deployment on August 28th, and we'll be back with a full release notes next week. That covers August. What about September? So September is when we're getting the big update, or should I say bigger, with Felucia. The Separatist invasion of Felucia is nearing its end with only a single powerful vehicle left to cover the evacuation of a Felucian farming community. The clones struggled to maintain their last line of defense long enough for Republic transports to collect a large cachet of valuable medicinal plants from the village. As the droids advance toward the clone's position, the squad chooses to go on the offense, destroying the dreadnought responsible for the attack. However, the droids have a plan of their own, ensure the Republic can't escape with the plants by bringing down their Venator. Similar to other Capital Supremacy maps, Felucia is broken up into multiple areas with a set theme for each command post. Themes range from the traditional Felucian farm, a cave that used to be inhabited by an indigenous rancor or the remnants of a mighty Sarlacc. Felucia has been built from the ground up with Capital Supremacy in mind and is, being, and is shaping up to be one of the best looking planets we've built to date, if we may say so ourselves. And while we've been having a ton of fun during our internal playtest on it, we're eagerly awaiting your arrival. I am so pumped for Felucia. I really wish that they would add monsters and stuff to it. I would love to see that kind of thing. That'd be really cool. I'm, I mean, they didn't say anything in their roadmap, so probably ain't going to happen. But Yeah. It'd be cool because they have so many cool maps that they could just base it off of. Like, I could just talk about this forever. Yeah, really cool map. I mean, I was a big... Felucia was one of my favorites in uh, Battlefront 2, the original one. Oh, definitely. A really fun map to play. It's also a great planet in the Clone Wars, too. The Clone Wars show. Definitely. And hopefully the uh, the foliage and all the plants and stuff aren't really janky like in um, the Rogue One. Yeah, map, true. Some scarif. Because it was really wonky. Those bushes, you couldn't climb over them. You'd get stuck in them. So hopefully it's a little more lenient where you can like walk through them and there's no like traps that you can just fall into. Because it's definitely going to be... If it's like any other maps like that, could be quite janky, you know, just you know from from looking at previous maps. But yeah, <laughs> hopefully they'll avoid this this time. Yeah, I hope that. Um, 
I mean, anytime that they have foliage or any jungle or tree or forest or anything like that, it seems like it gets jacked up with those rocks that are the teeniest tiny things that you can't jump over or get stuck on or stuck in crevices and that kind of thing. Hopefully that isn't the case with this map, but we'll, we'll see and uh, see if that actually is the case. But overall, I'm super pumped to see Fallujah. I think it's a fun map. I'm also really happy that they're adding uh, a farm section on it because I, that's one of the things I really liked in the Clone Wars was that highlight episode where they were on Fallujah and they're going through the farms. I think that was really cool. I also like how they are building it with capital supremacy in mind. And I hope that it also gets added to this next item on our list, co-op and instant action. So co-op is a four-player online co-op mode, which is which is really weird. Uh, Elliot from Battlefront Updates um, made this really great point, and I totally agree with him. Why not make it just an addition to instant action than make it its own game mode? I think that's kind of um, the same thing with different coats of paint on it, but they are making it a separate game mode. It's called co-op. Uh, in September, four-player online co-op is coming to Battlefront 2. For this experience, you will team up with up to team up with three other players, old friends or new, for a large-scale PvE adventure. You can choose to play as either the Galactic Republic or the Separatist Alliance and partake in massive battles on all five Clone Wars planets in Battlefront 2. Depending on what faction you've selected, the experience on each planet will be different. For example, the droid army will be invading the planet of Naboo while defending if the battle moves to Geonosis. If you decide to play as the Grand Army of the Republic, the roles will be reversed on each planet. And co-op, all troopers, reinforcements, vehicles, heroes, and villains will be available to play. However, the same is true for the AI, as the new AI system introduced in Capital Supremacy has been expanded upon to also feature vehicles, heroes, and villains, available for all Clone Wars era planets to start. I'm kind of mixed about the feelings, like, the, I was really looking forward to maybe having, like, you know, Battle for 2015 type thing to where you could make little private matches, kind mm-hmm. of, to where you could face each other. But, like, what's the point of having four, like, real players against some AI? You're always going to win because AI are pretty bad. Like, (laughs) you're basically just, just, you know, destroying a bunch of droids. And that might be fun for a few times, but I don't see it having much uh, playability coming up in the future. I just wish it was more like a, a private match type thing. I mean, if you could face, you know, two other real people yeah. that'd be so fun and that's what i really want from this game i hope that's the case but they haven't said anything hopefully on eventually it. they'll format it because it's kind of this you know it, it shouldn't be too hard because they all have the you know the right you know bare bones for it so it shouldn't be too hard yeah because that's the thing like playing if we play um offline mode it would be me versus my brother not we wouldn't be on the same team because it's too easy like mm-hmm. you're just destroying a bunch of ai yeah it just that's just really um over-the-top blood and gore, really. It's like, I am the god of this realm. Because the AI are so easy to defeat. And hope I hope that they have difficulty options for the AI. Because the base AI are just super easy. I mean, I we were watching a gameplay of Battlefront Capture's play, and he took down Count Dooku by himself. Nobody else helping him. And then continued to take down 12 more Uh, droids after that so it's definitely super weak ai so hopefully i hope that they they realize this and either hopefully they add both difficulty options and the ability to play against other people 
Now let's get into Instant Action. We're happy to announce that Instant Action is making its return to the Battlefront franchise. And we think it's something a number of you are really going to like. Each month we've seen the comments about a large-scale game mode that can be enjoyed within a single-player environment. We know that solo players matter and can confirm it's real and it's arriving in September. In this mode, both teams are fighting over five command posts, similar to Capital Supremacy. Hold a majority of them until your team scores reaches 100% to win the game. Key info. Single-player, large-scale player combat. Single-player, large-scale combat experience. Fight to control command posts. You're, you fight alongside AI. You fight against a team of AI. The enemy team will be made up of regular troopers, reinforcements, heroes, and vehicles. You can spawn on command posts using the contextual spawn system. Control a majority of the command posts until your team score reaches 100. Able to play, able to choose play as either light side or dark side. Complete can be played offline without the need for an internet connection. At release, you will have access to all the maps that are currently available within Capital Supremacy. Naboo, Camino, Kashyyyk, Geonosis, and Felucia. So that's instant action. One of the thing, one of the sad things is that you, again, I would love to be able to play split screen co-op on this. But they have not. They haven't said anything about that, so I doubt it's going to actually happen. It's a it's a cool idea. Like it's a different from the Capital Supremacy game mode. You know, yeah, you don't 100%. have the, the two stage. But then again, like I really would not like to play just against AI. I'd like you know to play with someone else on there. So it'd be a little lonely. But hopefully, I mean, like I said previously, they have the bare bones for it, so they can always add this kind of stuff going in the future. Yeah. If if it seems that the community is want of that is quite high. I could definitely see them adding it in the future if they allowed themselves to do so. Overall, though, I think it looks pretty fun. It's a great little thing for the um, the people that want to play offline that don't have a great uh, internet connection. We feel you. Great that it's offered as an offline content, so you can play that offline. Uh, I also like, as you said, the difference between capital supremacy in that you have to claim 100% of the command posts I think that's a cool uh, change for the game mode and you'll be by you'll basically be carrying the team though since you're a human but yeah hopefully the AI kind of know what they're doing and have the objective because otherwise it's going to take forever <laughs> again I hope that there is a difficulty for the AI on both sides that would be great but I also like how you'll be able to choose your own map that's awesome um, because there are game modes or the there are maps that I would love to love to play. Like I'm super happy that they're going to be adding Felucia when this comes out because I would I want to be able to explore that completely with Felucia. Now let's go on to one of the most hyped up parts of this update: the Clone Commando. Clone Commando is epic. Introduced in um, the the old game. For the original Xbox, super fun. Uh, it still actually holds up pretty well. We've got it on our Xbox through backwards compatibility, and it's great. As one of the most elite forces within the Grand Army of the Republic, the Clone Commandos would come to be respected by allies and feared by enemies. The conflict raging across the galaxy, the Republic organized the Commandos into squads who quickly became a pivotal resource in the ongoing war effort against the Separatists. The ability to switch from blast to grenade provided provide the clone commando with a great deal of versatility, allowing him to adapt to the situation ahead of him. We've been waiting for this moment for a while now, and the arrival of the clone commando is almost upon us. 
we think you're going to absolutely love playing as them. For added cool factor, you'll also see your commando making the change from primary fire to grenade himself. In addition, we've added all the necessary animations to ensure we stay as close as possible as the source material. Primary weapon, the DC-17M repeating blaster rifle. This is very interesting because it is not a real, it's not like a, a cooldown weapon. It's a reload weapon. So you have a set amount of uh, bullets that you can fire before you have to reload your weapon. And we saw that before with uh, Krennic's weapon, I believe. Yeah, had to reload. And, I mean, the con is you have to reload, but the pros usually it's really broken, and it definitely <laughs> is broken. So it's cool. And it's nice to it's nice to see him reload. It's really satisfying to watch. It is. Um, it's also something that you don't really get in Battlefront since um, DICE took over the franchise is because they have the cooldown system. And Krennic was one of the exceptions, and it's good to see that it's being added to this game as well because, my gosh, it looks so great. Um, and it's so... Normally when you fire, there's the bar that has the cooldown, and it slowly fills up and causes your weapon to overheat. This one is the opposite. You have a set blue bar when you fire, and as you shoot it depletes, and it's super satisfying to watch him switch modes. For the left ability, Anti-Armor Attachment reconfigures the DC-17M into a grenade launcher that fires up to three small grenades with high efficiency against vehicles and shields. Yeah, one, one shot from one of those grenades will destroy the entire Droidica shield. And it's, it's not like Barrage where it shoots kind of consecutively and then bounces around. It's much different in the fact that it's uh, like a one-shot kind of thing. You can't really spam it that well, and it's more of a strategic firing. It's like the barrage meets the impact grenade. Yes. Because it, like, you know, it detonates on impact. It does look pretty powerful. For his right ability, it's the repulsor blast. It discharges a short-range shockwave that temporarily disorients enemies and knocks them back. This is uh, this one's actually pretty epic. It seems to be a mix of like Chewbacca's slam with and the flash grenade. That's that's what the, that's the the feeling I'm getting from it at least. And then the middle ability, Battle Focus, activates a damage protection aura for the commando and nearby allies. Additionally, any damage the commando deals to enemies replenishes his base he base health. Really, I think he's going to be the best in reinforcement coming into this and he kind of matches the the droid on the enemy side it's a commando right no it'll be the droidica the infiltrator it's the infiltrator class yeah that kind of seems similar just because it has that kind of melee because he has a melee that's really cool yeah so he punches with his left hand as he holds his holds his weapon in his right and it seems to do quite a bit of damage i wonder if it's like more than normal melee because it seems like it does more damage. He seems to be a freaking tank. He is, and I think he's going to be way better than the Droidica. The Droidica's not all that good. Like, it's it's decent, but this guy is just crazy. Yeah. I think he'll be the perfect matchup against the um, Commando Droid. Because the Commando yeah, Droids be are pretty beast. Because they're, they're very fast, so it would be hard for him to hit them. So that would be cool to see. Yeah, I'm super happy with the Clone Commando. That's something that I did not expect at all. So I woke up that morning, checked. Um, There's a bunch of notifications for Twitter. And I checked it, and oh my gosh, there is the video, which we'll play, which we played in the beginning of this episode, 
with that awesome music. He walks into the screen, goes from his feet all the way up to the face, and his um, face lights up. It's amazing. Definitely one of those things that's super requested and it wasn't really expected at all. Um, definitely super happy to have Clone Commando in the game coming in September. So, during September, they're also releasing a community challenge that grants you the ability to unlock a highly requested appearance. More details will follow closer to the challenge, but we have a sneaking suspicion that fans of Luke Skywalker and Star Wars Ave and Star Wars A New Hope will enjoy this one. We'll be back in September with a number of transmissions dedicated to co-op, instant action, the Republic Commando, and the full release notes themselves. Be sure to keep an eye out for all of them. What about the rest of the year? This is something that we were wondering, are they going to give us the details for it? What's going to happen? What's going to be coming? Are they really going to support the game throughout 2019? Are they going to... Re- we, we did a whole episode yesterday, or uh, last week about if they would support the game with Jedi Fallen Order come out, uh, coming out. And yes, they will, because we'll be getting uh, content from October through December. As we move through the remainder of the year, we will have new reinforcements, appearances, and a brand new front menu system, which allows you to play the era of your choosing. Nice. We will also be working toward the release of content inspired by Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. While we don't want to go into content, go into the exact specifics, no spoilers, we can confirm that we will be building a new planet and some new reinforcements based on the conclusion to the galaxy-spanning Skywalker saga. We'll be back with more details on each of the above as we get closer to release. The next few months are an exciting time for the game, and we are incredibly grateful that you've chosen to come on this journey with us. We can't wait to experience more with Star Wars Battlefront 2 with you. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker content coming. They said reinforcements. They did say reinforcements. Not heroes. I was hoping they would say heroes so badly. I doubt they're going to add any. Because there's a wide span of heroes and villains they can add from the entire, you know, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and uh, Rise Mm -hmm. of Skywalker. So that's a little disappointing. They seem to be mainly focusing on reinforcement. Yeah. I mean, which is kind of cool to see. But then again, I kind of want more heroes and villains. Exactly. Daniel Schilling, friend of the podcast, uh, sent us a message on Twitter. Hey guys, some great news. Loving the Spawn on Command and HVV maps. Do you think we'll get any new heroes at all? It's not looking great so far, especially with their mentioning of only the reinforcements. Maybe they're just trying to save something for when that comes out. You know, be a surprise, but yeah, hey, we'll see. I, I really hope that they add new heroes. Since they're adding all these reinforcements, I think they should make a reinforcement type heroes versus villains game mode. That would be epic. That'd be so fun. To have just specifically reinforcements yeah, game mode. Yeah, literally just plays reinforcements. Maybe, you know, you know, a blast type thing, hero blast. That'd be cool to see. Definitely. I would love to see that. I think that would be fun. And like you said, they're getting a, they're adding a lot more reinforcements than they should, anything else. It'd be really cool if they did like a vehicle game mode where you, you just attack <laughs> each of the vehicles and like it wouldn't be era based so you could have like an ATST versus you know a prequel type vehicle. I would love to see more of the, the cross era kind of stuff like that. And again where's Anakin versus Youngling Youngling Hunt? That would be great. <laughs> 
So on Twitter, we asked for people's thoughts on uh, the content coming and uh, for the podcast. Joe uh, at Novacore Joe on Twitter, also as a Patreon supporter, Joseph Loera. I'm definitely looking forward to the Clone Commando. Reinforcements have been amazing so far, so I anticipate the new one will be just as fun. as Will be just as fun as the rest. Spawning on Command Post is a great update to Capital Supremacy. I only wish the game mode was expanded to other eras by now. Ben did mention on Reddit that they may be shifting their focus to eras other than the Clone Wars. So I'm still pretty hopeful. Two things I really would have liked to see is the announcements of Ahsoka and a big focus on hero skins. Overall, the announcement is good, and I think it caters to a lot of things the community has requested. Crossing my fingers for a lot of bugs and glitches to be fixed as soon as possible as well. I agree. I would have loved to see Ahsoka. Could you imagine the response if they were like, oh yeah, Ahsoka's coming. That'd be so cool, especially with Felucia. Ahsoka, could you imagine Ahsoka and Ventress and Felucia? That would be so awesome. I wish they would do that. Yeah, that'd be so awesome. But then again, we have, you know, the era type thing coming up, the Rise of Skywalker. So I think they're going to think they have enough content to where they don't need to do that. Yeah, but that that'd been so cool. I wish they would have done that. Yeah. Oh, they, they've still just time, missed but... out in the prequel, a marina for heroes for heroes villains and even maps like there's so many to do so that's kind of disappointing especially like he mentioned the era shift potentially so then we you know miss out on all these cool opportunities but then again we've kind of been in the prequel era for quite a bit so we have to see the clone wars has gone on for years but the last entire battlefront game was original trilogy based so we're, we've, we've gotten our original trilogy So probably just shift to the uh, sequel trilogy. Yeah. That would be awesome. Could you imagine if Battlefront 2 went on through 2020 and it was specifically it would have been sequel cool trilogy if, stuff? Obviously this wouldn't happen, but it would have been cool if they did Battlefront 2015 as an original trilogy-based game, Battlefront 2 as a prequel trilogy or uh, base game, and then the next one as a Battlefront 3 sequel, as like a trilogy sequel trilogy game. Trilogy. Yeah. Too late for that. <laughs> We're in too deep. Basically, though, Battlefront 2 has become a Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Um, I do agree uh, with him on the hero skins. There's been a complete lack for hero skins. I'm glad that we're getting one for Luke Skywalker. I think it's it's uh, I, I it's I think it's either going to be Farm Boy Luke or uh, Stormtrooper Luke. Yeah, that would be really cool. I mean, I'm liking the droid customization because that's been kind of missing out compared to the clone customization. But still, we, we need some hero skins for sure. Yeah. And Darth Maul. Come on, guys. Darth Maul, Vader, Darth Maul um, robot legs. Come on. We can do it. That would be great. And it's something that I think a lot of the community would like to see as well. Because Darth Maul has zero skins. Period. Yeah, quite a few heroes and villains only have the one skin. Mm-hmm. And if they don't add uh, the Rise of Skywalker skins for the heroes that are in the movie, Rey, Finn, Phasma, which she's probably going to come back, which I'm not very happy about, I will be. I think that's a greatly missed opportunity. So I hope that they add that in there. Any final thoughts on the game and the update and all of the content? I, th- I think it's good, way more than I expected to see, which is nice to um, nice to finally kind of be fulfilled in that aspect but 
really cool. I'm liking how detailed the roadmap is. That yeah. was really cool and surprising. That was very surprising to see. Definitely. So they're making improvements and kind of listening to the fan base on that aspect. But yeah, really cool. I'm glad to see the Rise of Skywalker is going to be supported coming through the game. And just I'm ecstatic to see the game's going to be uh, supported through 2019. So that's really cool to see. Yeah, I'm so I, happy that that is no longer a question on our mind now. I'm I'm satisfied with what we got. Obviously, I want other stuff, but th- this will do perfectly fine. Yeah, definitely. I'm super happy with it as well. I'm glad that they are so open about it too. Going all the way up to December of 2019, which I would have expected them to tease something and not just say, oh yeah, we're going to be doing a Rise of Skywalker tie-in content and it's going to be coming in December. I think that's amazing. October, th- October November, that's more of like a questionable area there. Uh, I definitely hope that we get some surprises going forward with that. I would love to see November or October, November be heroes. October we get one, and then November we get another one. That would be great. Uh, Ahsoka and Ventress would be great tie-ins. It also adds some nice, um, some more female lightsaber wielders into the the game as well. Some great dual wielding ones, because if they get the dual wielding for Ahsoka, they can easily cross it over with Ventress. So I think those two could go perfectly together. But it's great to see. I'm super happy with the content that we've gotten. I think that's about it for this episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, Sage Goodwin. And I'm Sam Goodwin. You can follow us on Twitter at SWBpodcast, twitter.com slash SWBpodcast. You can keep up on uh, when we're recording these episodes, uh, what we're going to be talking about, and send in your thoughts like uh, Daniel Schilling and Joe Loera. It's great to get the feedback uh, from you. We're looking on working on some collaborations in the future coming up super sh- uh, super soon. Definitely keep an eye out on that. You can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast, like $10 a month supporter Joseph Loera. You can support us on Patreon, uh, PayPal, paypal.me slash tie-dye-sheep, T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P, like Daniel Schilling. Any amount helps and uh, keeps the show going and supports us. Uh, through your support, we're able to keep the the subscription for Adobe going, as well as a friend of the podcast and friend in real life, Preston Russell, helps us out with that, and we split the cost with him. Definitely appreciated. A great free way, though. Like, I, man, I, I would really like to help you guys out, but I don't have the money to spend. Great ways leaving a review on wherever you listen to podcasts. We would appreciate it greatly. Helps us get higher than iTunes shirts. And also, share us with your uh, Xbox friends, PlayStation friends, PC friends who will play Battlefront and say, hey, you, getting, have, you play Battlefront. Have you given this podcast a listen? We'd appreciate that as well. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. And our Gmail is battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find the show. As always, thanks for listening. And may the force be with you. Uh